This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment rights. It's time to get locked and loaded with two full hours of gun sports radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz, will teach you anything and everything there is to know about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your American right to own and bear arms. Visit GunSportsRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a guest or sponsor of Gun Sports Radio. Now, here's... Here are your hosts, Dave, Joe, and Michael. All right, folks, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. As a stand-in. <laughs> Michael's in the box, so we didn't get a chance to have him that'll do it. That'll teach you. Yeah, that'll teach you. Hey, folks, California assault weapon laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key. It'll convert any mil-spec direct impingement AR pattern rifle into a straight pull bolt-action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I. K-E-Y dot com. And if you have legal matters that involve anything gun related, you need to call the Dillon Law Group. Attorney John Dillon will chat with you about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, and storage. Call our trusted firearm attorney at John Dillon at 760-642-7150. That's 760-642-7150. Oh, or you can visit his website at DylanLawGP.com. That's DylanLawGP.com. Let John do the gunning for you. Actually, oh. we're gonna we're gonna talk to John right now. As a matter of fact, oh, he talked you into it, huh? Yeah, exactly. Well, he's got it. He's got kid duty. That's what that's it. <laughs> Mister Dylan, how are you today? I'm good. How are you guys? Oh, you Fantastic. know, living the dream, living the dream. What do you? So you were so fired up last week, man. We just had to bring you back on this week. Well, yeah, and uh, unfortunately, there's even more I can talk about where I can be fired up. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, just the quick recap of last week. We had, uh, you know, I was talking about 10 different Second Amendment cases that were in front of the United States Supreme Court uh, petitioning for review. All 10 were denied, and, uh, you know, in one of the dissenting or in denying uh, one of the cases, uh, Justice Thomas, along with Justice Kavanaugh, wrote a dissenting opinion, which really highlights uh, some major problems that, you know, the, the lower courts, the Court of Appeals and the district courts and the state courts are implementing, which is they're applying the wrong standard to the Second Amendment uh, when it comes to your constitutional right to keep and bear arms. So uh, I highly encourage people to to go look up Thomas's dissent uh, in that. It's it's 18 pages, but it's a great read, and it does do a very good job in just illustrating the fact that the this two step I think they call it the the two step tripartite binary sliding scale test uh, is not a test uh, that's used that was used in Heller. It's it's something that the Court of Appeals have made up when they're determining the scope of, you know, what the second amendment protects. Uh, and it's, 
you know, it's time that the Supreme Court uh, take up a Second Amendment case and, and really put this issue to bed. What does that mean? It's it's not the scope. What what, what does that mean to the? Yeah, explain so that to me, we, like I'm like I'm in fifth grade. Oh no, you're talking to me. Yeah, explain it. <laughs> yeah, explain <laughs> that, that to us, like you're talking to Dave Stahl. Right. So I gotta <laughs> really break it down then. Okay. Um, so, uh, uh, so when you know there is a Second Amendment challenge in the court, the court, you know, someone's claiming that a law or regulation is unconstitutional. Uh, the courts have a, a test to determine, all right, is this issue, uh, and, you know, we'll, I'll say an assault weapons ban, for example. Is, it, is an assault weapons ban a constitutional law or is it an unconstitutional law? Uh, they have a, you know, quote, test that they apply to determine whether or not these laws are, you know, covered and protected by the Second Amendment or are not covered by the Second Amendment and therefore, you know, uh, you know, constitutional to ban. Um, and in, in Heller and, 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 you know, subsequently with the decision in McDonald, uh, we have the Supreme Court uh, and Justice Scalia laid out a pretty simple test. Uh, and, you know, the district court judge uh, from the Southern District of California, Judge Benitez, who everyone has become uh, a big fan of in, in recent years. Yeah, St. Uh, Benitez. Has given us some very well-rationed and reasoned decisions uh, when it comes to the Second Amendment. Um, essentially, he said it's called the simple, simple Heller test, you know, like, Hey, uh, we're going to look at the text, uh, you know, of the the Second Amendment and and what it means and what it meant when the our, the drafters uh, wrote it, and then we're going to look uh, at our laws historically during the time the Second Amendment was implemented, and, and see whether or not uh, you know we, they had or it, it, they imposed similar restrictions and laws um, on our rights uh, back then. Is there a historical pedigree, basically? Uh, for enacting such laws and for the assault weapons ban, you know, these are all extremely new laws and regulations. These bans, uh, you know, they, you know, they didn't regulate guns because they had a plastic grip on them, uh, you know, back in the day. And, and, you know, it didn't matter how long your musket barrel was. Uh, no, no one cared. Okay. Um, so, th- so that's a good, so there are three, uh, there are three uh, lawsuits basically going on that Californians care about most. I would I would venture to say, one of them is the assault weapons uh, ban that that uh, we're trying to over overturn. One of them is the ammunition registration ban, and one of them is the magazine ban. So apply the Heller test. You already started down that road. Apply the Heller test to the assault weapons ban in California. Yeah. Okay. So the with the assault weapons ban, to put it simply, uh, you know. Is there a, it, in the Second Amendment? There's no disclassification or distinction between different types of arms. It is the right to keep and bear arms. It doesn't say you have the right to keep and bear some arms or only these arms, or you know some certain subclass of arms that we decide later on. Uh, so the text is pretty clear. You have the right to keep and bear arms. Uh, historically, firearms have not been regulated by their you know largely cosmetic features. Uh, that have no significant, uh, you know, application or difference when it comes to uh, the how the gun functions. Um, so when you start implementing laws that regulate a gun because it has a plastic grip at a certain angle, or it has an adjustable stock, or has a vertical foregrip so you can hold on to your gun better, um, 
that's not something that has any historical pedigree when it comes to regulation of the Second Amendment. Uh, so uh, there's and the last thing is, you know, whether or not the guns in question or the, the products even because, you know, this applies to magazines as well. Uh, are they in common use? Uh, you know, is it a commonly used weapon uh, in this country? Uh, and the AR or the you know, AK or any type of semi-automatic rifle platform, that is probably the number one gun being sold right now. Uh, so, yeah, it's in common use. Uh, and that's your simple Heller test. Therefore, they're protected by the Second Amendment and the laws are unconstitutional. And that's a very simplified version of it. Right. That Right. There but you go. Your, and- your one minute, your one minute version, and then real quick. Obviously, if you know the magazine test, uh, the a magazine, or I'm sorry, the test for 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 mag- the magazine lawsuit and the ammunition lawsuit. Those two things, a magazine and ammunition, are a crucial part of a firearm. It's not like it's an optional accessory that makes the firearm pretty. You know, you have to have a magazine. You have to have ammunition. Otherwise, it's really not a firearm. Is that is that a, a good ten second? Uh, synopsis of why those two are unconstitutional? Yeah, same thing. So d- because we have the right to keep and bear arms, we also have the right to actually be able to use those arms. And you need magazines, you need ammunition in order to uh, bear your arms and use those arms. Uh, so courts have already ruled that, uh, you know, ammunition uh, and magazines, they are, they are, they fall under the Second Amendment scope as well. Awesome. All right, buddy. Hey, you did a great job and you kept it within the time frame. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, talk to you later. And again, folks, if you ever, ever have a gun question or a gun concern, do not take it upon yourself. Go to DylanLawGP.com or call direct Monday through Friday, 760-642-7150. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you later. Folks, this is Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. Stay cocked. There's more Gun Sports Radio with Dave, Joe, and Michael to come on The Answer San Diego. folks welcome back you're listening to gun sports radio on fm 96.1 am 1170 the answer ah the voice is back folks (laughs) hey what's the best defense for self-defense and those horrible new red flag laws firearms legal protection mike joe and i use them firearms legal protection is a legal defense program to for lawful gun owners with a 24 7 emergency hotline and plans designed specifically for the firearms owner. Call Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at firearmslegal.com or call them at 469-310-9100. That's 469-310-9100. Also, home mortgage interest rates have dropped. And if you're looking to buy or refi or if you're considering a reverse mortgage, call the local mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage for nearly 25 years. Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Give Chris a call at 619-722-1303 or just go to primerevs.com backslash alpine. All right, who we got next? We got a, I'm gonna I'm gonna refer to him as my he's got a lot of titles, but his newest title is my new best friend. <laughs> because he works for uh, he's actually a director and senior product manager for Magpul. 
which is a very cool company. Um, we got John to come on to talk about Macpool. John, are you there? I am. How you doing, John? Great. Um, can you guys hear me okay? I can. You sure. sound wonderful. Yep, perfect. Perfect. I'm surprised. I'm in my basement uh, on a headset. Uh, normally, I would be on like a... I've got an internet phone, but our internet's been down for two days, which I didn't know was uh, was going to be this difficult on me. Oh, geez. So. No, nope, you're good to go. You're in the bunker, and we can hear you perfectly, so it's good to go. So for okay. those who have been living under a rock, um, tell everybody uh, exactly uh, who Magpul is. So um, we are one of, if not the largest manufacturer of firearms accessories in the world. Um, we are definitely the largest magazine manufacturer. So uh, that's what we're most well known for is our PMAG, um, but we've got uh, over 600, I believe, active products uh, that you can buy now, and another couple hundred over the years that have been updated or life cycled. So uh, there's a pretty good chance if you own a modern firearm, you probably have a Magpul product for it. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I definitely do. Yeah, you guys are do. I mean, you basically reinvented uh ar magazines is that is that an overstatement i don't think it is i don't think it is at this point no um it's basically taken over uh, it's the standard issue for the u.s marine corps our gen m3 30 round uh ar magazine and then uh, the rest of the dod followed suit shortly thereafter um and you know by and large the p mag is the the mag they're buying today for the ar and uh, from there, the rest of the magazine line just grew to Glock mags, AK mags, uh, bolt action magazines, G36, AUG mags for foreign foreign contracts. Uh, I know I am skipping a few. <laughs> well, how did you? Was uh, the was was were the with the P mag? Was that your first big product, or how did how did you tell us a little bit about the history of Magpul? How'd you guys start, and what were some of your first products? Absolutely. Um, the first Magpul product was actually the Magpul. Um, Rich Fitzpatrick was the, the founder of Magpul. Uh, he was a former recon Marine and he was working at IBM and he had an idea for a rubber loop that would replace the hundred mile an hour tape and 550 cord on a GI magazine, which is what guys were using to retrieve them from their pouches mm. uh, in the military. So he wanted to refine that and uh, give it some added protection when it drops and keep the magazines from slapping together in the pouch. So in 1999, he left IBM and started Magpul, and uh, he was the only employee for three and a half years. And then uh, Doug Smith was his first hire, and Doug still runs the company today. But uh, for those first few years, the, the rubber loop that you would put on your mag, which uh, – was rendered largely obsolete by the PMAG and the Ranger plate that we make for that. Uh, it was kind of how the company got started. And what and so the then the big difference back I remember back in the nineties when I bought my AR, um, all all my mags uh, were uh, you know the metal the old school metal GI and that really hadn't changed since you know the, what the sixties I mean since the beginning of the AR so. What what was uh, how did he make it work? Why why was because uh, you guys use synthetics right to make your magazines? Correct me if I'm saying something inaccurate, but you guys use a, a synthetic like a plastic to make your magazines, uh, right? 
Yeah, it is an injection molded uh, glass reinforced nylon. It's a proprietary blend that uh, we work with a few major polymer development companies that that's their specialty is reinforced polymer. And uh, over the years, we've refined that formula. But um, actually, you wouldn't have the PMAG without uh, Magpul's first collapsible carbine stock. Um, the CTR, which everybody's probably familiar with if you're an AR owner by now, has come to be kind of one of the, the staples of AR stocks. But um, they developed a new polymer for that product. And when they did some material testing on it, uh, they looked at it and said, you know, this stuff's actually performing better than we, we could have hoped. And it's almost good enough you can make a magazine out of it. So uh, they designed the magazine and started refining it, and uh, the rest is history. So, And you guys uh, make hand, hand guards and uh, basically every, every accessory uh, I can think of for an AR. But stocks and, um, you know, you, you name it, right? I mean, you guys are all over the place when it comes to ARs, and you, including you guys make stocks for, like, uh, uh, bolt action, like Remington 700s and, and that sort of thing. I mean, all kinds of stuff out there, right? Sure. Um, I think uh, in development or already released on the market, we've got right around 50 stocks. Um, everything from super compact AR carbine stocks through a fully featured ambidextrous bolt gun chassis for Remington long and short action 700s uh, and about everything in between. That's awesome. Shotgun furniture, uh other bolt action fitments in our hunter line which is a lower price point uh, that still retains a lot of the features precision stocks for the ar um the first product magpul actually made after the magpul itself was uh was called the m93 stock and uh that was fielded to the marine corps first special operations unit at one and uh that's when we got into the other than uh, other than Magpul's game. And from there, the, the line just grew. Um, something we probably couldn't recreate now, even with all the same ingredients, was the expiration of the assault weapons ban for most of the country. Yeah, uh, You guys probably remember the AR market was starved for product, and all of a sudden it was just uh, open playing field for, for anybody that wanted to get into it. And uh, there was definitely a right place, right time element. And uh, just a, a lot of opportunity for the early guys at Magpul to release really a ton of product in just a short amount of time and uh, to, a, to a very hungry market. And now Magpul, there's a lot of different ways. You know, you, you put handguards on your AR, and there's a lot of different ways to put accessories onto those handguards, flashlights and foregrips and all kinds of cool stuff. Is Did, did Magpul uh, favor a particular design like M-Lock or – or, you know, which way did you guys go? Or do you, do you have products for, for that the go, you know, always when it comes to attaching accessories to your AR? So Magpul released one of the uh, most widely accepted attachment standards when they released the Mo line. Uh, the original Mo AR handguard had a negative space attachment system, which was essentially a cooling slot in the side of the handguard that was standardized and you could take the handguard off and using a weld nut as a backer mm -hmm. attach all these accessories. Um, Picatinny was kind of the standard for, for the longest time and still all over the world, probably the most 
ubiquitous way to attach something to a firearm now. Um, so you can attach a picatinny rail or direct fit accessories. Uh, to their credit, the uh, the guys that came up with KeyMod uh, did Magpul, in my opinion, a, a service. Uh, they got the market hungry for that direct detach capability to kind of streamline the gun, reduce weight and complexity. And uh, so Magpul took a look at that, and we had some concerns with strength, particularly in polymer. Um, so instead of jumping on that bandwagon, we decided to, and that was right around the time I started at Magpul, maybe a, a couple years after, I think uh, 2014. I've been here since 2012. Uh, we decided that we would evolve the Mo system uh, and update that so you didn't need backside access and uh, standardize the spacing to be in line with two Picatinny slots is every increment you can move an M-Lock accessory. And uh, it's a super strong system. It's very easy to use. And uh, and it works. I can, I can attest. It's it's excellent. Yeah, we've definitely very well thought out. The, uh, the designer who worked on that is still here, the guy that kind of spearheaded that. And uh, brilliant guy and just very well executed from the beginning. So uh, we've, we've definitely got a, a team of people to thank for MLOC's success internally, but um, US SOCOM tested it against the other available systems, and uh, that's open source. You know, you can find it all over the internet. They published the results through Crane, and uh, MLOC kind of won in a landslide, and uh, ever since then, MLOC's just been growing and growing, and I would say uh, for the direct attachment systems is definitely about the last one standing at this point. And Magpul, you guys, I don't know if you know if you're aware, but uh, we actually reached out to Magpul. We have a you know an organization here that I actually work for, San Diego County Gun Owners, and every year we have our Second Amendment celebration dinner. And this year we're expecting 800 people to come to our uh, Second Amendment celebration dinner, which we're very proud of. This is going to be our fifth. And we reached out to Magpul and said, "Hey, we usually like to do some prizes here, uh, and you guys were generous enough to uh, donate some prizes." And I'm I'm very very thankful for that i appreciate you guys doing that i'm not sure if you were aware of that but a big thank you to magpul for for supporting us like that we are happy to do it uh, i can't keep up with all of them we we support a number of good causes but whenever a good one comes up we uh we usually don't say no uh, san diego is very near and dear to my heart i uh i was there for eight weeks in 2018 uh, I got injured when I was in the military before I was at Magpul, hmm. and I came out there to a place called the Brain Treatment Center right there by Balboa Park hmm. to uh, do two months of rehab. And uh, I would come back to San Diego in a heartbeat, except I would have to get rid of most of my guns, I think, <laughs> to do so. And that's uh, something I actually want to talk about. We want to keep you into the next segment. John, can you stay with us for another segment? I got all the time you need. Excellent. All right, stay with us. We're going to go to a commercial real quick, John. All right, folks, this is Gun Sports Radio, FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to Gun Sports Radio, educating you on your Second Amendment right. Now, here are your hosts of Gun Sports Radio, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Folks, thousands of pandemic panic buyers just found out what San Diego shooters already knew. 
Aos Ward Firearms in El Cajon has the widest selection of guns in the county. Aos Ward has hundreds of different new and used guns and everything you could want for an AR-15. Whether you're looking for the latest competition rifle, combat pistol, or collectible cowboy iron, you'll find it all at Aos Ward. They are also professional gunsmiths with a full machine shop. They can clean, repair, upgrade, or even customize your gun, including Cerakote. A.O. Sword Firearms is at 929 East Main Street, just off Mollison in El Cajon. Best of all, they are friendly, informed, and actively support your rights. See for yourself with their legal and technical updates on Facebook. Check them out at AOSword.com or call direct at 619-749-4867. All right. All right. We're talking to John, who's the senior product manager at Magpul, one of my favorite companies and uh john have you ever had uh, dirty deeds by acdc be your lead-in music before? <laughs> <laughs> no i think this is a first <laughs> excellent so john you were talking about uh you were talking about your service in the military and thank you so much i uh, appreciate your service very much and you were talking about uh magpul and some of the products that you've designed i wanted to touch on a little bit uh we started to just kind of get into the uh, the political organization san diego county gun owners and I, I, I wanted to find out, so Magpul recently moved. Is that accurate? We did. Um, the move was spread out over a couple of years, uh, starting, we committed to the move in 2013. And uh, I think late 2014, the move was complete. And the perp- and we're, first off, you moved from where to where? So we moved the majority of the company um, from Colorado. We were all centralized in one location, uh, due north of Denver, 10 miles, due east of Boulder, 10 miles. And um, Colorado decided in a knee-jerk reaction to uh, some of the very unfortunate shootings we had in America at the time, um, that they were going to implement a magazine ban. And uh, being that that is our bread and butter, uh, as it were, Uh, They very much did not want us to move because it generated a tremendous amount of tax revenue for them, but they didn't want us to be able to sell our products here. And uh, we were not okay with that. Um, So Good. Good for you guys. I I can't. This is exactly what what the story I wanted you to tell, and I can't tell you how happy I am that you guys made that decision. Good for you. Yeah, we we took our money to Texas and Wyoming, uh, where... We've gotten the outpouring of support we've gotten from both of those states has been unbelievable. Um, can't say enough good stuff about Texas or Wyoming in particular. Uh, being a state, you know, Boulder has more residents than Wyoming uh, total, but right. the efforts Wyoming's gone through to move firearms manufacturers into that state and give them a safe haven to conduct business without any kind of punitive political actions against them and, you know, worrying about your job security from day to day. Is the state going to try to do something to shut us down? Um, you know, we, we do not have it, uh, certainly in those places. So, and, big, and, and if there's some weight off of us, if there's something you can't talk about, you know, then by all means tell me there's, you know, I can't really talk about that. But when the, when, when the laws started getting passed in Colorado and you guys started talking about, uh, Hey, we're going to move, 
when you say they didn't want you to move, were these state legislators who said, hey, yeah, we're going to pass this horrible law, but gee, we really don't want you to move because we're going to miss out on the tax revenue? Or what did that actually look like? Did they actually call you guys up and say, hey, let's see if we can figure this out? Or, or what did it look like? Absolutely. Um, we were a big enough employer that we, we definitely had dialogue with politicians friendly to us and some that weren't. Um, and you can probably still find it. We sent some of our longtime employees from all levels, you know, um, the, the skilled labor we have in the warehouse up through the executive management team to actually testify uh, in front of the state legislature. And uh, and then in the in the backside conversations, you know, I don't want to name any names, but sure. there were some very prominent top level Colorado politicians who uh, like, well, we don't want you guys to leave. Like, no, it's not. You, you, you don't care if we stay. You just want to keep the money coming in. And uh, we we were not okay with that. Our founder uh, was not okay with that. And uh, we decided to you know literally take our business elsewhere. Good. And, uh, I'm glad you did. And so you, nothing left in Colorado. You guys closed up shop there and went to Texas and Wyoming, and that's it. How, how many how many employees do you, are you? I don't know. If, again, if you're not, you don't want to disclose something. But how many employees do you guys have? Um, we we've got hundreds uh, hundreds of employees, and uh, we do still have a you know full disclosure. We had people that uh, family circumstances and. People we wanted to retain in the company that uh, we didn't want to lose, and we do still have a small footprint. We didn't want to abandon uh, the people in Colorado who were good to us right. when, uh, when at the state level they weren't being. So, we do still have a small footprint in Colorado. You know, single digit percentages easily uh, of the company, but we we've got some people in Colorado still. Um, that uh in a we call it a regional support facility but the the bulk of the company is in wyoming and well Texas I, by a I know i appreciate it i appreciate it uh everybody i talked to and when it was happening uh they appreciate it we're glad that you made a stand and said you know what we're not we're we're not okay with this and and made the change i, I really really want to uh, uh commend you guys on doing that uh, so back to the 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 really fun stuff though so you guys make a ton of products I love your products. They're all high quality. Um, I, I really, truly, um, you can find them in local shops. You can buy them online. There's a lot of different ways to to get a hold of Magpul stuff. Um, but uh, what's in the future? What are you guys looking at developing? Is there an area you guys are going to head into that you're not in currently, or or what? What's the future look like for Magpul? There's always opportunity to diversify into things we're not currently, you know, markets we're not currently in and uh areas uh sporting specific that aren't necessarily firearms related uh certainly more firearms expansion you can always count on that that core business that is magpul uh we're never going to leave the the overarching theme of what we do at magpuls giving the customer an excellent value proposition where to get the same level of performance if it is even available you've got to pay a lot more for it um, so bang for your buck is what everything we do boils down to. And as new platforms are released or people gravitate to certain firearms, uh, we're always evaluating the opportunities to make more products in the firearm space. Um, right now, uh, we, we have dozens, dozens of products currently in development that, uh, 
are going to be new and unique and do something with the products before them, whether we made them or someone else did, uh, didn't offer the customer. So you definitely expect to see more, more AR accessories, more bolt gun accessories. Um, and we're just going to keep on going down the road until, uh, Hopefully every gun part in the world says Magpul on it. <laughs> well, I really like your, your handguards. Uh, well, they're, now they're mine because I bought them. But I really like the <laughs> Magpul handguards I have on my uh, on my AR. I, I really, you know, I was, I was rebuilding my AR, and uh, I just didn't like the big, heavy metal rails. Um, it didn't. I didn't have a need for it really, and it just was a little too bulky, and I just didn't like it. Um, but I really like your uh, your synthetic Magpul. Uh, handguards that I got, and it just solved every problem I had, and I'm just extremely uh, happy with them. What's a product that you that you guys have that uh, is your favorite, or something that just came out that maybe uh, isn't getting enough uh, attention, or what's a little what's a little favorite of yours, John? We released a new stock a couple years ago called the SLS, uh, and it's a storage variant of our Mo SL stock. And uh, it's the most feature-rich carbine stock for a collapsible tube on the market. Um, doesn't matter if your tube's in spec or not. Uh, it's not going to have any wobble on it. It's uh, watertight battery storage, great butt pad on it, great sling mounting options. And uh, that's always the one that, when I look at it, like that's the best stock that I'm pretty objective. I have this basement i am surrounded by other people's gun parts and uh there's a lot of good ones out there we're, we're by no means the only company that makes good stuff but um that product in particular is so advanced over what it competes with uh so the sls stock i would have to say is is my personal i think underrated product in our product line do you ever wonder if the ar um i mean you guys are i would think it's fair to say you guys are heavily invested in 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 the ar platform do you ever wonder if its days are numbered or how much longer or do you ever look at another product and think oh geez is that gonna is that you know are we all gonna jump on that bandwagon or you know what what, what do you what's the future or is there a fear of the future for the ar I don't see it going anywhere. Um, with the ease of modification, it's easy to shoot. It's It's got so much going for it. I really think the metallic case cartridge is going to keep the AR alive. I don't think we're going to see anything displace that. I think the next great leap is going to come from ammo, not from rifles. So, wow. You're talking about, when you said metallic case, you think that the, are you, are you talking like the, uh, the gel casing or what are your, what are your thoughts on, on what would be the next leap or, you know, explain that a little bit more. You know, there's a hybrid polymer case. There's caseless, the caseless concepts been around forever. The HKG 11, um, and case telescopic uh, is another thing that's been kind of in the background of development for a long time. But I think as long as we're working with the standard primer brass cartridge uh, projectile and powder arrangement we've got now, uh, I don't think we're going to see a huge leap in firearms technology until what we shoot out of them changes. Hmm. Interesting. 
All right. Well, awesome. I, I got to tell you, I'm really thrilled that we got you on here. We're, we're, I'm, I personally, I don't know if you can tell or not, I'm a big fan of Magpul. Um, oh, really? <laughs> I'm so glad you guys are, uh, you know, helping to uh, make our dinner special. And uh, I just appreciate you spending time with us, John. What, what, uh, uh, give everybody your website and tell them what, uh, you know, what they, do you, do you sell directly from the website or should they go to their local shop or, or what do you think they should do? We do. Uh, we will We will meet the customer wherever they want to be met. Um, we've got probably the largest distribution network with uh, into your local gun shop, uh, probably of any company. And that's a great place for you to go get hands on a product. Uh, Cabela's and Bass Pro and Shields uh, all have Magpul product available in them. Uh, our website, we certainly sell direct, uh, magpole.com. Uh, any social media, we're at Magpol on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, probably some others that I'm I'm too old to my kids. Know. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, Magpol, we've, we've been very fortunate to have a great customer base and network of supporters that uh, we're, we're not too hard to find. And that's a that's a good thing for us and the customer, we hope. Awesome. Well, I tell you what, John, quality generates sales, and that's the key, and I think you found it. So thank you very much for taking time out of your day to call us in. You can now leave the bunker. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me. All right, folks, this is FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Folks, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Sports Radio on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Brandon, you are going to put a <laughs> smile on this guy's face like nobody. I feel like, let's bust out the lava lamps I'm and the beanbags, man. Far out, dude. Hey, what's the best defense for self-defense and those horrible new red flag laws? Firearms legal protection. Mike and I use them. So does Joe. Firearms Legal Protection is a legal defense program for lawful gun owners with a 24-7 emergency hotline and plans designed specifically for the firearms owner. Talk to the the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at firearmslegal.com. Or call them direct at 469-310-9100. That's 469-310-9100. Firearmslegal.com. Gun owners, be ready with a lawyer in your corner. This segment is brought to you by the Gun Range San Diego. I call it the Nordstrom's of gun ranges, just not the price, but the service is definitely Nordstrom. 7853 Balboa Avenue in San Diego. You need to check these guys out Sunday through Thursday, 10 to 7, and 10 to 10 on Friday and Saturday. Go to thegunrangesandiego.com, thegunrangesandiego.com. You know, he wasn't even born when that song came out. I wasn't even born when that song came out. Are we? Gonna, we're not going to play the drum solo. We don't have that kind of time. Oh. It's seventeen minutes long. It's seventeen <laughs> minutes long. Hey, I was, I was, I was alive during that song. That's why I had a hard time keeping a straight face. I need a black light in here, though. Trust yeah. me, brother. Hey, we got Jason Stevens on the line. Were you? Uh, are you old enough to know that song? Oh, I didn't hear the song. What was it? 
and a guy to Devita. Yeah. Iron Butterfly. So I know the song, band, but yeah, it's definitely before my time. I have the album, <laughs> gentlemen, so don't even start. The album. I do. You got it on vinyl? Absolutely. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. I got more vinyl than I know what to do with, but that's okay. I'm never getting rid of it. So hey, what do you got for us? Oh, yeah, we're going to ask you a yeah, question. I was going to ask. So we had, uh, I don't yeah, know if you were up? listening, but we just had the senior product ad, uh, uh, developer, uh, manager, senior product manager from Magpul. We just did a couple of segments mm-hmm. talking about Magpul and some of their cool products and everything they've been up to. What's your, what's your favorite Magpul uh, product? What's your Give us your opinion on Magpul and what and you do like. you sell it? Well, Magpul's got great stuff. You know, besides the magazines, you know, the, the Magpul P mags are probably the toughest mags. Uh, definitely the best mags for the money out there, I would say. Uh, as far as their accessories for ARs and AKs, I'm a big fan. Uh, I was a big, I'm a big AK guy, and I, I've had a, I had a, uh, what's it called? The uh, it's called the Magpul Jukov stock for the AK. That was really cool. I had the forend, the handguard. But yeah, Magpul makes great products. So you recommend them? Do you, when when people come in, do you do you normally Absolutely. recommend Magpul stuff? Yeah, Magpul is one of the is one of the absolute go to. You know, first first brand for accessories for you know ARs and AKs that you think of, uh, especially magazine wise. Yeah, I I bought. Remember Freedom Week? Right. Oh yeah. I bought Everybody a bought uh, I bought a, a sixty. Yeah, I bought a sixty. Their sixty round drum drum mag for my, uh, for my yeah. AR. Yeah, yeah. And that's cool. That's cool. that was the right thing to do. <laughs> a lot of people here wishing they did, but uh, yeah. Well, lately we got uh, we got a couple new rentals. That's pretty cool. We got. We're going to going into revolver territory a little bit more right now, uh, since getting pistols, semi-auto pistols is getting really hard. So we have a Smith and Wesson 686 Plus and a Smith and Wesson Model 60 Lady Smith, which is a fantastic concealed carry revolver out on the range. Brand new rentals just today. Nice. What are they? Uh, those both. Uh, what caliber are they? They're both 357 Magnum revolvers. One's a one's a six inch, kind of a longer outdoor. This is a great fun shooting gun. Uh, and the Model 60 is a two-inch defensive revolver, kind of a snub-nosed revolver, but like a really nice version of one. The Lady Smith is extra nice. Uh, it's got a much nicer wood grip. It's polished and everything, and uh, the gun actually has a smoother action. I bet, you want to hear something crazy? I'm actually yeah. in, I'm intimidated by revolvers. I'll just admit it. I'll be a man and admit I'm intimidated by a revolver. Joe just started getting into revolvers, and I'm totally comfortable with a semi-automatic, a Glock, and I mean, it, totally comfortable. Um, but I'm intimidated by by revolvers. I, they, I guess because I just am not as experienced. Joe, Joe, you just start picking up revolvers, right? Yeah, you haven't tried it yet. That's the thing. I, I tried it one time. The first time I picked one up and shot it, I, I thought, I got to have this. <laughs> and I got one about two months later. Well, I have one. I, I have a 1990 Colt Army, uh, uh, you know, one of their uh, uh, commemorative uh, Colt Army in 45. Yeah, and then cool. I had a 38. I had a Smith & Wesson little 38 uh, that was my dad's for years. But that thing had a tendency to bite me. There was some kind of little little groove in the in the trigger, and it would bite me. So I didn't really shoot it that much. But I am. I'm a little intimidated by revolvers. But they're they're extremely uh, useful and and reliable. Why? And I I think it. I think I just need more trigger time. I, I think I need somebody to go. You know. I, I mean, I took classes. Yeah, hey, I know a range. Yeah, yeah. It's called. The gun range San Diego. And I bet you they've even got some revolvers in their rental fleet. That's where, and that's what, that's exactly where we're going. But 
I, I think it's just a matter of, you know, I took, I've taken classes with semi-automatics and that's how you get comfortable. I've never taken a class with a, with a revolver. And, and I, I think that speaks a lot. I think I'm, I'm extremely comfortable with a firearm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I haven't, uh, taken the, you know, professional training. Well, with it's like revolver. driving a stick shift over an automatic. Yeah, exactly. Really? When you come right down to it. That's a good analogy. Most yeah. people are scared to death to drive a stick shift. Just scared to death. <laughs> And I think I you should do it a few times. You know? I think you should try every way. Now, right. and that brings up a good point, Jason. If 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 yeah. let's say he comes in and you didn't know him from Adam, and he explained to you that he he was a little intimidated by a revolver. What revolver mm-hmm. in your rental fleet would you recommend? So the ladies, the the the, the, the Smith Model sixty would be a great a great defensive option. Uh, it's just a lot much nicer model like if mercedes made a revolver that's what it would be mm. it's really nice real wow. classy smooth action um they're they're, they're just really nice they're real simple they, they're definitely a different animal they uh they require a different level of trigger discipline to fire correctly uh in double action but other than that it's just it's just a different animal like you said it's kind of like driving stick versus driving automatic it's mm-hmm. just a lot more it's a much more visceral experience and uh Really, it is kind of a style choice, but I like them a lot. I tend to shoot really well with them. Right. I, I feel I feel like there's a comeback too. I feel like revolvers are, are, are headed into a comeback. Is that is that is is that just me or is that is that happening? Right now, that is happening because so many pistols are out of stock. Yeah. So um, I was going to say are, more and more people are turning to revolvers, and you know, of course, we got the Smith Model sixty, the six eighty six. We've got the uh, you know the five eighty six. The 638s, the 442s, all those, uh, especially right now, the defensive snub nose revolvers are very, very, uh, they're really picking up speed and popularity. So, Jason, what on the uh, the roster do you have more of? Are there more revolvers or are there more semi-automatics on the roster? You know, it's, you know, it's actually pretty hard to say. There are a lot more, um, that's a good question, more revolvers, I would say more. <laughs> it's you know what, geez, I, I'm not even sure. I'm stumping your nephew. <laughs> you yeah, don't win a hat. I I do think that yeah, if if you if you go in to buy, I think what 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 we're really asking is, um, right. if if someone says, I think you know, I'm 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 not sure if I want to do a revolver or a semi-automatic. I I think what mm-hmm. Dave's saying is, uh, you you probably have more choices when it comes to revolvers. You probably have there are more revolvers out than there available than yeah. Somebody is that is that fairly accurate or is it about fifty fifty? Yeah, I want to say it's closer to 50-50. They're probably more semi-auto pistols. Uh, really? Probably not by a whole lot, though. There are a lot of, uh, like, you can buy you can buy uh, a lot of different Taurus revolvers in California, but you can't buy any of their pistols. You know, situations like that. Smith & Wesson, you can buy, you know, like a couple different Smith & Wesson pistols, but you can buy a ton of their revolvers. So it's hard to say. And then other, you know, other manufacturers, of course, you know, don't make revolvers. So I would say your revolver selection in California is is still looking pretty good. Is, yeah, dirt, is Dirty Harry is nighttime. Dirty Harry legal in California? Uh, you know the the California legal version is. <laughs> they what? I used to collect Smith revolvers. I'm I'm a big fan of you know that stuff. That model twenty nine. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a sort of a California okay model for the Smith model twenty nine. It's called a twenty nine classic. Mm. Real nice gun. I love the sound uh, of that big gun. gun. We well, you know something that uh, uh, that David yeah, mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I wasn't aware of too is. Um, on the roster, there tends to be a lot of Smith and Wessons. There's Rugers, but there are not a lot of Colt revolvers on there for some reason, so, which is surprising. So, yeah, so, so there are no Colt. Uh, Colt <laughs> can't buy anything from Colt in, in California except for 
a few. There's like the the king cobra, the cobra. Uh, geez, there's the. Uh, oh gosh, what is it? But no new python. It was the king cobra. Yeah, you know that new python. I don't think is on the roster yet, but I'd sure like to see one. But uh, yeah, Ruger. It's almost all revolvers. Smith and Wesson. Almost all revolvers. Hmm. That's interesting. So, yeah, that's what those companies are really known for: just building really, really tough guns. All right, buddy. Well, hey, are you at work today? I sure am. Well, then get back at it. Have some fun. Yes, and hopefully folks will hey, come yeah. down. You're you're there till 10 o'clock tonight? Uh, 7 o'clock. Oh, 7, 7 o'clock. o'clock. Sunday through Thursday and 10 to 10 Friday and Saturday. All right, buddy. Well, folks, go down, have some fun, shoot some targets, and listen to Gun Sports Radio on the way. This is FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.